Hello, my name is Rita Balligan and you are listening to the Big Picture Podcast, a podcast where we dive deep into the minds of creative business owners and people who are striving in their careers. With every successful person, there is more than what meets the eye. There is a story, a bigger picture. And every week, I'll be finding out what that is, the how, the why, and when. Are you ready to be inspired? I am. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Big Picture Podcast. As usual, I am super, super excited to be here. I feel like you guys are with me, even though you're not, but I know you're listening. So it's like we're just this mini family, you know, and I'm just so, 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 so happy. This episode is extra special because it's brought to you. It's brought to you by Red Bull and everyone knows I'm a lover of Red Bull. So this is super exciting. But not only is it Red Bull, it's actually brought to you by Red Bull Amapico Academy, which is a launch pad for grassroots social entrepreneurs who are making a positive difference in their communities and I'm pretty sure that a lot of you didn't actually know that Red Bull had this academy but it's absolutely amazing it's such a great great initiative for um, startups business owners and it just gives them all the skills and everything that they need to just create awesome or create and sustain awesome businesses so I'm very excited so I don't have a word of the day today But if I was to have a word of the day, it would be accountability. And I would say accountability because I'm that's the thing that I'm learning this week. I'm learning to be accountable, accountable to myself. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, Accountable to like my friends, you know, just being able to say you're going to do something and actually do it and have your friends say, hey, didn't you say that you were going to start this project or didn't you say you were going to do this or do that? I just think it's really, really important. And as we're gearing up for 2020, it's important that we have people who can hold us accountable to our goals, to our dreams and the things that we want to do. So that is my word of the day today. Right. Moving swiftly forward, I want to introduce you to my guest today, who I am really, 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 really honored to be speaking to today because it's just an area that... For me personally, I've never really looked into enough, even though we all hear what's happening with the world right now. We all know that we we can do things to make this world a better place. But I'm sure we're all a little bit guilty of just talking and not matching our talk with our actions and just ignoring it as things just happen around us. I'm talking really vaguely because I want to give an even stronger intro. (laughs) But um, my guest today is the founder of Authentic House, which is an an eco-friendly and ethical subscription box. And her name is Alice Ejeda. Hello, Alice. Hey, Rita. (laughs) That was a pretty long intro, but (laughs) how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm just really excited to be here. Yeah, Um, I'm excited to have you. Honestly, like when I was um, looking into what you do, I was just admiring it because I was like, wow, an eco-friendly like subscription box. I'm thinking, okay, what does that mean? Like, how did you even think about it? So I just want to just get into it, really. So with every episode, I just like to find out the beginning of I feel like everything, obviously, we all know that there's a beginning to everything. So I just want to start off with who is Alice? Um, oh, that's such a 
That's a big question mm-hmm. for life. Let me think. <laughs> well, I, I live in Cardiff, mm-hmm. so that's in Wales. I was brought up there and all my life we have lived by the sea. We've gone for walks and I was brought up there with appreciation of the natural world. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was growing up, I love books. I love to read and um, I'm half Peruvian. Mm-hmm. So I've also been keen to discover um, this other aspect of my culture. Mm-hmm. Um, my father's Peruvian and I have spent um, time in the past volunteering in South America in the Amazon. Oh, wow. And that was actually um, part of the beginning of doing Authentic House and part mm-hmm. of the inspiration. Wow. But yeah, it's such a big question you ask. It is a big question, but I just always find that Sometimes, even when we're younger, we don't really know what we're going to do, right? We might say, oh, I want to be an actor or I want to be a singer or whatever. But there's always these little things that happen that create like this picture that suddenly, you know, 10 years later, you're like, oh, actually, this is what I want to do. And so it's all it all comes together in a really interesting way. So that's why I always like to ask, like, who who are you? So what did you study when you were growing up? Well, when I was growing up, I wanted to be an artist like, oh. for all of my life until I turned 17. And then I mm-hmm. thought, nah, I want to study. I want to like, I want to do something written. So mm-hmm. I decided to do English literature mm-hmm. and French. So I wanted to travel and I came up to Edinburgh to study mm-hmm. away from Cardiff. And in doing so, I also got the chance to learn Spanish. So for me, I'm, I'm fascinated oh. by other stories, yeah. other worlds. I am immensely curious mm-hmm. and I like learning for learning's sake. That's always been a big part of things for me. Yeah. Which probably means that it's led to me starting a lot of very different areas in life. Yeah. Um, I went from going out of university after having written like lots of essays mm-hmm. on books and the um the enlightenment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my main topic. I wanted to do something practical in the world. Wow. And the way I found to get into that was actually, I got off an internship and then a job in financial services mm-hmm. um, in Edinburgh. It was three years of, of doing that. But like, you learn an amazing amount when you're in a corporate job. Yes. You meet some great people and you, um, you get shaped. Yes. Like the feedback you get, you learn yeah. how to work in these big organizations. Mm. But then sometimes you have to think about your own dreams mm-hmm. and what you always wanted to do. And for yeah. me, creation, like creativity is such a big thing. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to make something that uh, I care about the beauty of things. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create something that yeah, that could be my own. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the beginning of, I founded Authentic House when I left my job. And I was, I knew I wanted to start a social enterprise. I didn't mm-hmm. know that was the word for it. Yeah. But I knew I wanted to start some kind of venture that would be to do with business and mm-hmm. use my skills, mm-hmm. but that would create a positive impact on the world and the environment mattered to me. So I told you I was brought up and going to the countryside. Yeah. I always lived in the city, but yeah, I, I wanted to feel like what I did, because whatever we do is connected to the rest of the world. I mm-hmm. wanted to feel like my actions would leave the world a better place. Mm. So yeah, the first step was just talking to this, uh, a colleague called Khaled at my work. And he was, he told me about the idea of having a sense of purpose mm-hmm. and how you, purpose is a circle. 
yeah. of like actions and things we need to happen and you're at the center of the circle mm -hmm. and that you have to remain at that center and you collaborate with other people. Mm. So for example, in this academy, I've met so many different entrepreneurs who are working together, mm -hmm. but you have to be central in like what you want to do. Mm. Otherwise in life, if you don't work out what's your purpose, you are just going to be spinning around somebody else's. Exactly. And that is what you've said is just so, so crucial because it's really easy for people to get stuck in their corporate jobs and <clears throat> excuse me, it's not really a problem if that's what you want to do. But if you're kind of just there because you just feel like, oh, I need the money, which we all do, um, you don't get to fulfill what your purpose is. And then you're not happy because then money is never enough, you know. So I guess you did kind of touch on it a little bit. So was that what led to you leaving your job? Because I find people who do work in corporate and they open up their own businesses, I feel like it's amazing. It's actually something I wish that I was able to do because business, even if it's just, if it's creative, money is a, a crucial part of it and knowing how to handle money and understanding business and understanding structure and stuff like that. So I think it's great that you had that start and then you, so what, what was the moment that you decided, okay, I can't do this anymore. I want to do my own thing. Like what was that push for you? Well, being Scotland, mm -hmm. um, I was one day on um, Brunsfield Links, which is a field in the centre of Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. And the sun had come out for the first time that spring. Mm -hmm. And I was out there and I was writing my diary. So I did a bit of journaling around the time. My mum had just like given me a new book and she said, just keep writing. Mm -hmm. And I had the feeling that I had to be somewhere else. I had to go somewhere else because... I needed to create space in my mind. I wasn't going to come up with the idea mm -hmm. there and then. I needed to go out and just be mm. before getting any further inspiration. Mm -hmm. So I told you I went to South America. Now, I've been a few times to Peru. Mm -hmm. been lucky to do that and to get to meet my family who lives in Lima. Mm -hmm. Now, before I had gone to work in financial services, I had um, volunteered in a charity in the Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I'd had an amazing time. So I needed the excuse. Like I, had, I couldn't say I'm going to leave my job to, to do blank. Yeah. So I told everyone I'm going to leave my job with my boyfriend to volunteer in this charity with children. Mm -hmm. We said we were going to go for 10 months. Now that was ambitious, <laughs> but it got us out the door. Mm -hmm. And the minute I started leaving, well, the minute I said I was going to leave, mm -hmm. or the minute I was leaving in my mind before mm -hmm. I told anyone, that's when the ideas started sparking. Mm -hmm. All kinds of ideas as to what I was going to do. Mm. in fact when I got to that charity it was it was really hard because the charity had changed mm. there were more people um there was more to do we were teaching English and though I had the connection with the children that we were helping mm. I started to see other things so we go out on um weekends in this is like the Loreto region of Peru the Amazon basin we go out on um on a riverboat to see a giant tropical tree mm -hmm. but then around the harbour and I was only starting to clock onto this because mm. if you walk down the street you see a lot of pieces of plastic yeah. just floating around yeah and the whole of the river like to get out in, from the shore you would go through you know there'd be cartons bottles plastic floating everywhere and these are rivers that are feeding into the Amazon yeah and so there was no pristine place even in such a beautiful region of the mm. world so I started thinking, but I had this urge to create and do something, which is why, yeah, we, we left the charity after a couple of months, went traveling and came back to the UK. And yeah. I was certain then I wanted to start, yeah, and 
a social enterprise mm-hmm. that would have a positive impact, helping us do something about mm. the problems like that linked to our environment. And plastic pollution was getting really big around the time too. Yeah. He saw um, the documentary Blue Planet 2 with David Attenborough. Oh, yes, yes, The conversation yes. was yeah. beginning. Yeah, that's so interesting. And it's such, again, you've made a really good point about when you are about to make a decision, it's okay to pause, you know, and it's okay to like, you know, just kind of go into a quiet place because you could have just been like, I need to do something immediately, I need to do something immediately. But you just thinking that going to the charity was your way out, that was where you were going to discover what your next step was going to be. So if you didn't actually go, you may not have seen that problem and you may not have come back to the UK to then launch Authentic House. So what I want to know is, so from, because it's easy to have something on paper, how did you go from, okay, this is what I'm going to do, because what you do is very specific, um, a subscription box, you know, how did you go from A to B, like to say, okay, this is what I'm doing, Authentic House, this is what's going to go in a box, or like, how did you even think, no, it was going to be a subscription box? Well, I didn't to start with. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the ideas that really inspired me in the first place was um, Ava DuVernay, who's a director, mm-hmm. film director. She um, says in a video that um, in life you can't expect support to come to you. Mm-hmm. You've got to create your own momentum and then the people will come around you. Mm-hmm. But I think you get started and the ideas will come around you. So I had a terrible idea to begin with. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd create a directory for how to create an eco-friendly home. Mm-hmm. But this was like, how to build a solar panel, how to get your insulation in. Uh. And I didn't even own a home, so it wasn't <laughs> authentic to me. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be called Authentic House, though, because the idea behind that was to, ha- to help people create a house that is in line with their values mm-hmm. around protecting the planet, and not to harm the planet mm-hmm. in the way we live inadvertently. But what happened as I was, I was building that um, directory was I started coming across these small items. So the first one I saw was a coconut fiber brush mm-hmm. made of the husk of the coconuts. It's a byproduct mm-hmm. and you use it to wash your dishes mm-hmm. and it replaces a plastic brush. And when you use a plastic dish brush, the, the bristles made of plastic, mm-hmm. they can often come off and then they go down the plug hole. And that's how plastic can enter the sea mm-hmm. in other ways too. But yeah. one way is through the drains and the water systems. Yeah. I started thinking about that and also at the end of its life, you can put that dish brush in the recycling, but we don't know it's going to get recycled mm. because now that China's not recycling our mm. plastic anymore, mm-hmm. our waste can get shipped all over the world. Mm-hmm. But you use this coconut fiber brush and at the end of its life, you can see it falling apart in front of you actually, at the end of its life, you just put it in the compost bin or you can basically, you could even bury it and it would cause no harm mm. to the planet. The second was um, a homemade sponge. Mm-hmm. Which was just sewn together from fabric. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it replaced the yellow and the green sponge you get. Mm-hmm. And that was made in Radha, which was just like a mile away from me by a woman called Debbie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I had never seen these products before. And I thought, this is a thing. We're going to cotton onto it soon. And I wanted more people to get to discover it. And I felt an intense joy in the beauty of these items mm-hmm. and that they could make our everyday a happier place. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a beauty subscription box in my old job. Mm-hmm. And I got all the products and all the tubes and they they were made of plastic and I had a lot of things I didn't use, but it did give me joy to get a surprise every month. Mm-hmm. And I thought, could I transfer that joy of like discovering something new, the surprise, the gift that basically we, as, as busy women, the gift that we can give to ourselves every month, mm-hmm. could I turn that into something really positive mm-hmm. 
where you can receive not just the home products, you can receive products for like washing your hair, looking after your skin, and they'll all do something good for the planet, but also for you at the same time in transforming the way you live. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. I actually would like a box myself because that's awesome. Thank you. Wow, that's so good. So you said that, you mentioned that you believe that when you start, the ideas will come. So you've got this idea for this subscription box. You've got the the co- um, the coconut bristle. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, doing, I'm doing the... <laughs> the dish brush. <laughs> dish yeah. brush, that's it. The dish brush and you found the sponge and then you're finding all these other items. So how did you make your first box? Really fast, actually, because yeah. once I had the idea, mm-hmm. I go at things, I'm impulsive. Mm-hmm. I talked to two local businesswomen in Cardiff. One was Debbie, who made the sponges. Mm-hmm. But she gave me some beeswax wraps. Um, that's a bit of fabric, normally cotton, mm-hmm. has patterns on it, mm-hmm. and it's it has wax ironed into it, mm-hmm. which is makes it a really good cling film alternative for storing your food. So I talked to Debbie and um, another, basically my neighbours, Lisa, lived um, down the road from me and she sold home products. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just helped me put some first things in my in my box. It was just a, a start. Yeah. And I did have some subscribers, just mm-hmm. 14 to start yeah. with, but oh, I was wow. happy. That's, no, that's still a good um, step. July 2018, so mm-hmm. last year. And also those two ladies who helped me set up, they came to my launch party and they gave a big talk about eco-friendly living and you know, Debbie had been scuba diving mm-hmm. and had found herself in like a gyre of plastic waste while looking for a beautiful fish and what she found was waste all around her Wow! and yeah that further gave me confidence in what I was doing mm-hmm. so yeah to begin with just work with local people yeah and what was what kind of challenges did you face in terms of like putting it out there for people to know about it I think that there's a lot of support for businesses that are trying to protect the planet, especially now the conversation's there. Mm-hmm. So I had to get my social media skills up. I didn't really use Instagram before, mm-hmm. but I started to get involved in um, like their Twitter chats. It's mm-hmm. one called Ethical Hour, um, communities where you can talk to fellow entrepreneurs or people who are just making changes mm-hmm. in their lives. Um, one challenge I've had is that for a subscription box, um, there's the... Even traditional beauty boxes, they'll mm-hmm. tell you, you you receive 200 pounds worth of products mm-hmm. and you only pay you know, 20 pounds right. or so. And so I needed to give people value through my subscription boxes, but also keeping in mind that the margins are much lower on eco-friendly items mm-hmm. because, um, for example, I'm sending a shampoo bar is one of the items I'm sending next month. Mm-hmm. It's a secret. I've got to <laughs> pack the box next week. But... Um, that shampoo bar has been handmade by a person and rather than using artificial fragrances, they've used essential oils, which are expensive. Mm-hmm. Maybe they tried to use organic essential oils. They've handmade it in small batches, mm-hmm. and which makes for a much better quality product. Mm-hmm. You get what you pay for. Yeah. But sometimes because you're not paying for a brand, it means you don't get that inflated price. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's been about trying to put as much into the boxes for mm-hmm. my subscribers because I want sustainable living to be accessible. Yeah. But also managing to function as a business. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that sounds very challenging, actually. I'm just like thinking about because I was just thinking like with the beauty boxes, you are right. It's like 
you're going off brands. So it's like, you know that if it's, if I've got a hair box, I know that I'm getting something from Shea Butter and Palmer's and this and that. And with, with your box, it's like, it's diff, it's it's definitely even more of a surprise and it's handmade and wow that's congratulations to you because that's an amazing amazing concept and proper in awe of what you've been talking about and I'm really and I'm sure my listeners as well would definitely want to look more into how they can get involved with stuff like that so they say that as a business owner it could be quite a lonely road um so where do you garner your support so you know when you are having those days where it does feel like you don't know what to do or it feels like no one's understanding like do you have like a really strong support system like how do you how do you get through those moments of loneliness I'm really glad you asked that question because I think anyone who decides to go off and start a business particularly Mm -hmm. if you do it by yourself you think it's all on you Mm -hmm. um what you don't realize is that you've dragged your parents, your family, your mm. um, my partner into this process. Yeah, definitely. There's no way a person can set up a business on mm. their own. Um, so, for example, having started a business, I definitely feel those moments of loneliness. Mm. And perhaps the worst, when something goes wrong, and you are a one-woman business as I am, mm. you have to apologize. The apology comes from you. Yeah. Like... Um, it, it was your fault. You have to own up to your mistakes. Yeah. At the same time, there are successes and you can own them and they're brilliant. Mm. But probably the hardest point for me is every month we have to pack. We're like now at over 250 boxes. We have to pack for all our subscribers around the UK. Mm. And for that, um, we'll do it next week. You're going to see my boyfriend, Daniel. He's going to be helping. Mm. My little sister, Artelia. Mm-hmm. Amelia, my other sister was doing it too. Mm. My mum, my dad. And it's actually a moment when you see that these people really believe in you and they come around you. But you have to be endlessly grateful for that. Mm. So yeah, there's no way I could have done it alone. Yeah. And I think that works for everybody. Yeah, and it's just important to know that you have that support because it's true, like it's so easy to feel like, oh, it's just me by myself. Especially when you do go through those moments where something doesn't go well, you blame yourself and you think it's just me. But actually what you said is correct, that you've got support around you. It's family, it's friends, and they want to see you win. So it's like you just have to embrace that and use that, you know, super important. So yeah, okay, thank you. So you said that you started last year. Mm-hmm. So how was it like so marketing wise was it social media that you used in order to like get people to know like what you're doing uh, yeah was mainly, that your main mainly social media I've built up a fair Instagram following and it's it's actually about learning how to photograph eco-friendly products I've mm-hmm. learned a lot around that so mm-hmm. going away from say the, the gritty earthy yeah. sustainable look and how you think an eco-friendly life might be going towards actually how me as a as a young woman who wants mm-hmm. to be stylish, wants a beautiful home, what are my eco-friendly products going to look like? Mm. So it's about presenting those products and then bringing out the stories around them. Mm. So there's lots of things that people want to talk about. Like um, Recently, with some of my followers, we've been talking about, for example, why aren't men getting into the scene? Like, Why mm. are most of the conversations around plastic-free, zero-waste living, mm. why are they being held by women? Mm. Another one is look at TV shows and films. Like, How often do you see the main character holding a disposable coffee cup? Mm-hmm. And that didn't used to be something we'd notice, but yeah, with me and I think many of my subscribers and the people I talk to, we 
talk about a shifting um, sense of perception. Mm -hmm. We see different things. We see the impact of what we use mm -hmm. and our convenience culture. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've mainly built around Instagram okay. and perhaps offline networks with lots of small makers and brands. Mm -hmm. Which has given me some ideas because yeah. um, what you talked about brands and how in the beauty industry you can get these um, a brand stands for so much mm -hmm. and you can charge that premium because you know what you're getting and you buy into this life and the aspirations around it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm seeing some eco-friendly brands coming up and they're setting what kind of lifestyle would their customers like to have. Mm. So I've seen ones like there's one that is... Um, I've seen a plastic-free version of Boots called Akala. There's Plastic Freedom, which is like the big, big zero-way shop. Mm -hmm. Now, I want Authentic House to grow out in the next year from just a subscription box. I'll carry on with that. Mm -hmm. But I want us to start creating our own eco-friendly products mm -hmm. and take a bigger, have a footprint in that space. Mm -hmm. Wow. That sounds very exciting. And I've learned a lot from this conversation like I'm just thinking if you guys could see my face right now it's my thinking face and I'm just taking it all in because what Alice is doing is actually really incredible and we should all jump on board to do what we can to save our planet like it sounded really dramatic before you know back in the days it was like oh you save our planet and no one really understood it but I mean for what you said about your friend who was just in the water just trying to have a great time and then it was just plastic. Yeah, maybe like one thing I'd say is that um, there's a, one criticism of making small changes to your life to live more sustainably is that it's too little, mm. too late. It's not enough. We need to have a step change mm -hmm. to fight issues such as like climate change mm -hmm. and plastic pollution. So I found out the other day that according to the WWF, every week we eat the equivalent of a credit card's worth of plastic. Yeah. It's in the air around us. It's in the water that we drink, um, the food we eat. So there's a lot that needs doing. But what I firmly believe is that in making small changes at home, that's how I, I call it an act of everyday activism mm -hmm. in the house. And once we're confident that the way that we live in the house can is protecting the planet, it's not harmful, mm -hmm. then we can go out into our workplaces mm. and go and like, talk to our governments and our leaders mm -hmm about affecting change mm. so I took part in the school strikes on 20th of September and that was for me an act of bravery because I before looking at my old life I wouldn't have taken part in that yeah. kind of movement but it was so inspiring yeah. like the young generation yeah. and change is coming change and is definitely coming one of my dreams with Authentic House is um, didn't mention but for every box that we do sell we donate money towards Trees for Cities which is planting trees in urban areas across the UK. Mm. Why we chose that was that um, if you look at our cities, like in some, for example, I come from Cardiff and the area where I live in just doesn't have enough trees. Mm. In the hot summer, it's the sun is belting down and, and trees for cities will plant trees, but they'll plant trees in tandem with the community. So okay. planted by the school children mm. and cared for them. And I think that's also what we need is yeah. um, we need to bring green spaces to us, bring the world and nature to us mm. so that we learn about our connection yeah. and that we stop living in a way that harms yeah. the natural world. Yeah. And just to round out, I just wanted to ask, how much is a subscription box? Start from £14, 14 pounds. Um, every month. And mm -hmm. 
I have some boxes that I send every three months. Okay. But, you know, I also sell um, everyday things that you could buy as little as a toothbrush. Okay. And that's just a way to get started. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for that, Alice. I really enjoyed that conversation and I've learned a lot. So thank you so much for sharing. And guys, as usual, I'll put her details um, so that you guys can um, stay in touch and find out more about what you can do to be part of what Authentic House is trying to do for the planet. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>